All right, guys, welcome to episode 84 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I am Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about um, No Way Home extensively. We talk about uh, Hawkeye, The Tragedy Macbeth, uh, uh, Pen15, and Licorice Pizza. We also talk about the results of the college football championship. Um, and then, you know, lastly, we, we look upon uh, the future of our beloved franchise, the Dallas Cowboys, this season going into the playoffs. <sighs> and, you know... Uh, we look around the room, and we don't have many allies. <laughs> but first. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I would like to start this one off. Yeah. Um, because on a whim, uh, mm-hmm. Friday, I'm trying to think. So we, I think we recorded Thursday last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, I don't know why, I was just like, text Kaylin, and I was like, let's just see if we can get someone to, to like, watch the kids while they're asleep, right? It's like, you're not mm-hmm. actually watching them at that point. So... Um, it's just like, obviously you can't leave them home alone. And like both of the kids are usually really good about sleeping through the night. So we're like, uh, like, it's not going to be a big deal for anybody to come over. Like they can just sit on the couch and watch TV. They're not even really watching the kids. You know what I mean? Basically Mm -hmm. your job at that point is just text us if they wake up and we'll leave. Um, but anyway, so we got somebody to watch the kids. So, uh, my wife and I actually went out to watch a movie Friday night Mm -hmm. and we watched No Way Home. Um, nice. That's the reason why I wanted to talk about this first because we mentioned it uh, on the podcast last week because you saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, I probably will. I'll probably still stay away from spoilers because uh, it's still pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think. Oh, so first things first. I text you about this. Mm-hmm. I was infuriated because first of all, I don't remember this being the case with movies. Maybe it always has been. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not. But I feel like... So our movie was for 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. The ticket, 9 o'clock. Yeah. So in my head, the way I've always thought about movies... And this could just be mistaken, and I could have just always been wrong. But I feel like back in the day, in my head, I was like, 9 o'clock... If, if the ticket says 9 o'clock... The previews will generally start at like nine oh five, and then yeah. you get like the whole time of the previews, mm-hmm. and the movie will start at fucking nine fifteen, nine twenty, nine twenty. Like yeah, that, right. Yeah, my usually rule of thumb is like twenty minutes. Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you how at nine twenty five the previews hadn't even started. What mm-hmm. the fuck is going on in this movie theater? <laughs> like, was it just that screen, like the the Maria Menounos screen, or what? What was it? Uh, it's just there's a couple different like um. I don't know, there's just like a, yeah, there's like, Cinemark just has a bunch of shit, like, like, before the previews even start, they just have a bunch of shit on cycle, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, see about Cinemark's blah blah blah, and then it'll be the fucking Maria Menounos thing, and then it'll be like, like, here's this thing, yeah, and and then there's like a, yeah, and then there's like a little like, 
they always have this thing. It's like back in the day, it used to be the trivia. They don't really mm-hmm. do that yeah. anymore, yeah. but like mm-hmm. it would just be the trivia. So yeah, like that shit was till nine twenty five. The lights didn't dim for the previews until nine twenty five. I was like, what the fuck is this? But anyways, so it's not just me. That is ridiculous, correct? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, okay. that's not, yeah, that's they miss. Astro got caught lagging. Uh. Yeah, yeah, because like usually, like you said, like nine oh five. Usually, like, yeah, like right, no more than five minutes. The preview start. Um, I think I told you one time we went. I think it was Godzilla versus Kong or something, where they just didn't do previews, but the movie started like twenty minutes after. Right, I think our tickets were like for like seven o'clock, and the mm-hmm. movie started like you know the light Warner Brothers, the lights dim, and it was seven twenty. Right, like it wasn't. Ooh. um um, like the off right, like or like the, like you said, like yours, like where the previews started late. It was just literally they just didn't have previews, which actually they just preferred. like were like it's like they they forgot. They're like, oh fuck, this movie's supposed to start, and then they just skip the previews for you. They're like, oh fuck, that. yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Also, I don't know enough about how a movie theater operates, um, to to know like what that means. Because to me, a movie, th- and again, don't. I have no idea. I just feel like we're at the point of technology and automation where I feel like these shit should just be on a fucking timer. Like, like if you, like, I feel like a movie theater would just be, like, on fucking theater six, we have this movie playing, then this movie, and then the fucking projector's just on a timer. Right, yeah. Obviously not, or they fucked that timer up because that shit was not on point. I have to assume there's some human error in that, uh, in that situation. But, oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think they usually are on a timer. I think they just fucked that one up. They must have been like, 925, and it's like, oh, wait, shit, it's 9 o'clock. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, the fucking, speaking of human error, the thing where I was going to tell you that I was actually furious about is my wife and I sit down. And so, mm-hmm. when I bought these tickets at fucking 6 p.m., mind you, like only three hours before, like, mm-hmm. it was literally just me. There were There were, like, Three seats in the whole theater taken up is all. It was mm-hmm. like two, two in one spot, and then one by itself, kind of near the back row. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, does Ashboro do the reserved seating now? Is that they do? They do? But it, oh, I mean, nice, like nice. it's it's not nice seats. Like the seats are like it, it's like regular movie theater seating. Yeah, it's yeah. just not reserved seat or it is reserved seating. Nice. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, there, there were those spots taken. Yeah. So we took our two spots, like almost perfectly in the middle, um, and we. We get there, and, like, more people start trickling in, which is to be expected, because in Asheboro, I don't expect everybody to pre-buy their tickets. I expect there's a lot of people still walk in and buy their tickets, like, when it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so we're, like, sitting there, watching people come in, whatever. This one woman comes in. It's, like, a woman, her husband. I take that back. It's, like, the husband, maybe a 10-year-old, and then, mm-hmm. like, another kid around the same age maybe a little younger Mm -hmm. i don't know if they were brother and sister you know i don't know what the situation is but then comes the mother holding like a one and a half year old i'm like dog this movie's supposed to start at here's the deal this movie's supposed to start at nine didn't end up starting until 9 30 but like even still this movie was gonna your kid was gonna be up to like 11 and then by the time you get home 11 30 you guys are bugging um Mm -hmm. and so then i was like jesus then, woman walks in, h- holding another, like, one-and-a-half-year-old. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Husband walks in, 
two babies in baby carriers. What are y'all doing? What are Jesus. you doing? It is nine o'clock. What the fuck are you doing? And it's like, all right, so here's the deal. I, hmm. so I, like, I feel like I'm understanding of the, the, like, people are like, oh, well, just because we're parents doesn't mean we can't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. some parents are like, don't bring your kids to restaurants. And I'm like, relax. Like, if your kid's screaming in a restaurant, you take them outside, but don't, like, you can't bring kids to rest. Shut the fuck up. You make noise there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like... There's, there's, there's fucking plenty of music playing at these restaurants. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, with that being said, like, I have an almost three year old, and I've maybe been to the movie theater like two times since mm-hmm. he's born. Two or three times because one, I just don't like. I'm not gonna pay for a babysitter if I'm also gonna have to pay fucking. $15 for a ticket at a movie theater. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not paying for a babysitter and paying for the movie and paying for the popcorn. No, not right. worth it. And then, two, like, I, if it's going to be, like, a family member where I'm not going to feel obligated to pay for them, I, I still just don't feel, like, comfortable asking for help for stuff like that. I'm just like, because they don't want to do it because I wouldn't want to do it. So, like, I'm not going to ask. Right. The one time I get a fuck, <laughs> the one time I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just ask somebody to come over. We're going to go watch a movie. Fucking four kids under two at a nine o'clock <laughs> showing for a movie that is like two hours long. I'm just like, you motherfuckers. And the thing, it's, and I knew, all right, so like I internally, the moment I saw them walk in internally, I was like, going to burn this place down. And then like, I was like, maybe I'm just overreacting. I heard the two people behind me as they noticed what happened. They were like, what the fuck are those kids doing? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> all right, it's not just me. I got, I got fucking help because this shit's awful. Um, so it actually didn't end up ruining the movie though. Uh, so like, where were they talking or they like crying or anything? Maybe they were asleep the whole time. The, the, no. Okay. So one of the four were asleep the whole time. Hmm. Uh, one was basically quiet the whole time. Another one, like, was definitely making noise the whole time, but we might have been the only ones to hear it. Like, it, they weren't like, hey, mommy, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It was just like... Like they whisper, like, mommy. Yeah. Or, or they'll just be like, uh, oh, uh. Eh. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that didn't ruin it. There were, like, two times where, like, the ki- the like one of the infants started to cry, and mm-hmm. I was, like, just staring a hole in the back of that man's head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, take your kids outside now. Like, I, I don't care if you paid to see this movie. It's, you knew what it was. You knew the risks of bringing them here at this time. You need to get right. the fuck out. Um, and the first time, it kind of, like, went down on its own a little bit, and the second time, you actually did walk out with them. But I was just like, no, nah, you guys are bugging. I don't know what the fuck you're doing here this late. Um... <laughs> Man, like, and uh, all right, I, you know, I, I don't think I have anybody in this podcast listening that gives a shit about parenting, but like, my kids have always, almost always been to like we have a bedtime and we are fucking mm-hmm. on it. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. If our bedtime's eight, bro, I'm gonna say maybe two days out of a month they're not down by eight, and they're down by like eight fifteen or eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like I'm on it, and I'm like, just like, cr- like. I saw that man walk in with two baby carriers, and I was like, what world am I living in? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but anyways, about No Way Home, Willem Dafoe 
is a goddamn champion. I'm not going to spoil anything else, Mm -hmm. but my man's getting after it. What's funny is he... I'm trying to think. Like, he... His character is kind of ridiculous. Yes. Like, the two extremes of this character are, like, cartoonishly extreme. Right? Does that does that make sense without spoiling yeah, mm-hmm. anything? You get exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's been the the, the Jekyll and Hyde thing. You know, even right. from the first one. Yeah, but it's not. It, it's like even more ridiculous than I think. Je- As someone who has never read Jekyll and Hyde, um, I assume fucking I don't Doctor Jekyll, right? So mm-hmm. th- he's the normal one, and Hyde is mm-hmm. the fucking Hulk. So yeah. I feel like without having known, I feel like generally most takes on this. Or that Jekyll's like, what? I'm a madman in like in, I'm a madman without realizing it. I go around terrorizing the place. That's right. awful. It's not like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> right? Like, like scared? Yeah. And and the Green Goblin is 100 percent that right? Like it's taken to the furthest it can be taken. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it just works. I feel like when the was like, yeah, nah, I got it. And he's just like, I'm just going to buy in. I'm going to just be as extreme as I can be. And so it's just, you're just like, yeah, nah, fuck it. I'm here. Like, like, I feel like lesser actors, which is weird because I've never really thought of Willem Dafoe as... Like, when you talk of great actors, I don't feel like he ever really gets brought up. Yeah. He's but like, like someone that people know, like everybody knows who he is, but it's never like, wow, like, you know, he's not, he's Brad not Pitt, Robert De Niro, yeah, Robert De Niro, yeah. Brad Pitt, Leo, like Tom Hanks, like he's never in that group. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like it takes a special skill to make that whole thing work. I don't know what that skill is. I don't know if it's just pure earnestness, like, but like it could be so off putting, I think if it wasn't done right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. with that being said, uh, boy, that scene you were talking about. Yeah, the, the fight scene. Yeah, the one that I was. Yeah, the the actual like uh, the one that you can tell that they actually filmed like with people. Yeah, no, nah, that one is crazy. The and then they got fucking my man in the fucking apartments or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or the yeah, it's the apartments right or the condo or whatever the yeah. fuck they're fighting at. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, nah. When my man started the camera shot of them going through. Yes, oh like the three God. floors. Yes. Oh, oh God, Chef's Gish. Uh, I don't know why it works so well, but I was like, it was just hype. Yeah, um, and people, somebody was on Twitter was like, I forgot that he was that strong. I'm like, yeah, he fucks, what's his name, Tony McGuire up in the first one. Yeah, and, I and, also forgot he was strong. He started being, he started having super strength, and I was like, is that the thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. But apparently um, it was. And it was one of those things where I was like, is that how it was in the first movie? And then like I thought about it, and I was like, I mean, I guess it has to be. It doesn't make it any other sense. Otherwise, Spider-Man would just, like, fucking punch him once and it would just be curtains. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> right? And it's, um, you were talking about, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, about, like, how it's cartoony, right? And he, like, is able to rein it in without it being too over the top. Because, like, you know, I, I, I rewatched one and two, and I watched the two Holland ones, and I rewatched clips of the two Garfield ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I rewatched the, um, the Toby ones are the first two. 
um, there's he doesn't really have a plan. Like his plan is whole like trying to kill like the people who are trying to take over his company. But there isn't anything beyond that, right? Like he doesn't have anything. There's no motivation of him. He talks about like taking over the city, but like what does that mean, right? You know, every other villain since then sort of has like a, a master plan or like a final plan, right? Like Doctor Octopus wants to build his machine. Uh, Vulture from you know uh, Homecoming wants to steal the Stark tech so that he can sell it, right? Like they all right. have end goals, right? Even even Mysterio, right? He wanted to be famous, right? But like Goblin is the only one who doesn't have like a set goal other than like I'm the villain and I'm gonna kill people who try to take my company, which he does basically halfway through the second act, and then after that he just becomes obsessed with taking or like killing Spider Man. Yeah, so he, lost. Really... he loses his fucking mind. So yeah, <laughs> right. And so he doesn't really have like a final thing. But that that's the thing. Like you know, you're saying is like if you watch that, you don't go, what was his motive? You just are so enthralled by. By his, his his performance his portrayal yeah yeah and then in this one it's the same thing it's like he he's like he wants to just be like evil does he even want to go home and like it's so like what does he want to do like does he even have like other than fucking around with spider-man like does he have like a mission that he's trying to do in the you know in the universe in holland's universe and it's just you know like you said like a good um testament to defoe's performance in that that you go like well yeah it works he's just a villain he's just a bad guy right and yeah and like, i think I think there's just enough story juice there that, like, it's just enough where you're like, I guess, which is that, like, he's literally just insane. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like the it, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing, like, when he's Hyde, it's just fucking, he just wants to blow everything up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, like, once you said, like, midway through Act 2, he's, he's accomplished his goal. But, like, if Hyde has taken over... He's still just going to keep being crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, if the Hulk's mad about something, and then that situation resolves, but the Hulk's still mad, guess what? The Hulk's still going to smash. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so there's, like, just enough of story juice where you're not like, wow, that's dumb. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, well, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. I, so, I was, with um... that being said, as someone who's a little more in tune with just movies and actors in general, like... Where does Willem Dafoe fall in terms of like, like, it, do you think he's like super well respected as an actor? You know what I mean? Or is oh yeah, just... yeah. I think he's definitely somebody who like kind of like him, Alfred Molina, which you know who's also in this one, um, Paul Giamatti, probably like that kind of level. Like where you might not know they're in a movie, and then they show up in a movie, and you're like, oh yeah, it's Paul Giamatti, right? Like it's not. Yeah, and it's, they always it's, nail it's, it, but it's just right, like, right. You're just never a lead guy, really. Like exactly. Well, I guess they're, not they're... never, but you're 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 not the same kind of lead guy. You're not a blockbuster right. lead guy normally. It's like in between like lead guy and like a character actor. Like like there's a guy named Steven Root who like I know and he showed up in one of the movies I want to talk about right now and he showed up in an episode of Star Wars the Boba Fett show today. Like but basically in like within 12 hours he showed up in two things. And I know him from a bunch of stuff, but I was like, Ooh, I texted Sydney. I was like, Steven Root? Sydney. She's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> She's but like, it's she like, gave you the Snoop Dogg. Who? <laughs> who? <laughs> who? And I was like, he was in Dodgeball. I know there's... And she's like, okay. But it's like above that, but below like Robert De Niro, right? It's like, oh, you know. But if you go, it's Willem Dafoe. People go, oh, yeah, I know who he is. Like, you know, he's in yeah. Spider-Man. And like, they might be like, he's in, I don't know, like The Lighthouse or something, you know. Or Platoon, you know, years ago. So I think he's like right in, be- right in that little sweet spot in between like, well, like super leading actor, well-known. But like well enough that people know his name. Know him by his name. Like Paul Giamatti, right? Like, And there's generally a good, um, associ- a positive association with them yeah. being in the thing. You're not like, oh, Jesus, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Oh, brother. Um, and the no, the no way I think... Um, I, 
since we talked about it just last week, I, I wanted to bring something up. Did I, I don't know if I brought it up last week, but I was talking to... Did I? Shit, I don't remember. But if I did, you know, stop me. I was talking to Sydney when we watched it, you know, that first time when we were walking out. And, you know, they're on the bridge, right? And he's mm-hmm. talking to the the school lady. And then he gets the spider sense, right? You hear, like, people yeah. are running. And he's like, oh, what are you running for? And he turns around and then you see, like, the fucking bridge collapse, right? And then yeah. you see the claw come out and grabs a car. And then, it, you, like, I was in Sydney. I was like, imagine if, like, I had been told, like, a day before. Like, wipe my mind of it and been like, hey, there's a new Spider-Man movie. It's coming out tomorrow. You have tickets. We're going, right? Don't watch anything. Just come clean, right? You don't know anything. Last time we left Spider-Man, they had told people his identity at the end of uh, Far From Home. Boom. Or I guess, yeah, Far From Home. Boom. I would have fucking lost my mind. Oh, I shit my pants, bro. Dude. Like, right? Like, you go like, like, oh, like, so far it's like Doctor Strange. There was like a weird magic thing. Maybe it's like... I don't know, maybe they created, like, some sort of, like, new sorcerer or something, right? Right. Maybe multiverse a little bit. You go, multiverse? I don't know, what does that mean? Like, do you think they're going to bring in, like, other stuff? And your mind starts racing immediately, right? right. And then when they fucking, have, they fucking have Molina's Dr. Octopus and the music plays... And the thing like, is that's uh, even crazier is that, like, the arm comes through, right? Right, and yes. For, and I would for, be like, a <gasps> second, for a second, you've got to be like, you would be like, there's no way. Right, right. Like, like, yes. You have yes. a different guy playing Doctor Octopus, but it, and then he fucking comes. Yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it would have been like a wrestling pop, dude. I would have been like, oh my god, which it already kind of was. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you get the um? So the, strangely enough, I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but there is a reveal at a kitchen table, pretty much like ten minutes in, of like a character that showed up that people were like. I don't know if you recognize who that oh, was. Oh, yes, yes, with the uh, the uh, rose-tinted glasses. Yes, 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 yes. Dude, that pop, they were, the people fucking lost their mind when I went to see it. People were like, stood up, they're like, oh, my God! <laughs> and I was like, damn. And Sydney was like, who's that guy? And I was like, oh, he, he was in there. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you later, I'll tell you later. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was in it, like, at all. Right? So... Yeah. And I and I wasn't even a huge fan of the show, right? I'm just gonna say I've it's never terrible. seen we, the we show, pretty much, but yeah. I've heard that he's, he's he's great in it. Yeah, that's I've, I've yeah. never seen the show, and I know most of those Marvel shows are kind of just whatever. But right. I remember hearing people saying like, "I hope he's the one they somehow bring over," like because yes. all the other ones got left behind. And like I remember, I, I think some people, some people, I think uh, people like what's his fucking name, Luke Cage? No. Well, I mean, people did like him, but I feel like his... Everything I heard about his show was like, like, I don't know. I feel like people wanted it to be good and, like, tricked themselves into thinking it was good, but I feel like it was mad corny. Um, but then, uh, not, uh, Punisher, whatever that guy's fucking Oh, name. oh, yeah, yeah, I completely forgot he was in it. Yeah, right, yeah. I, I think people were like, they like him, but I feel like he's never gonna fit into the MCU as a whole. No, um, no. But, but... Um, Daredevil's the other one where people were... I, I never heard a bad thing about that guy. Like, I heard there were yeah. some other questionable casting choices mm-hmm. in that show of other characters. But, like, he was great as Daredevil. And so, like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, it's gonna be lit. And they even, like... I love the little, like, the brick. Yeah, like, they it's didn't such, even, a, they it's didn't such even, a clever thing, right? They didn't it's, even it's play a... it straight-faced as just, like, a little cameo. You know what I mean? Like, right. you could have not had that scene and still got the same kind of pop with like mm-hmm. no payoff you know right. what i mean like it's right yes like, oh, yes there and like that would have been it but then they had it the did. fucking brick come through and he snatches it and everybody looks at him weird and he... 
it's so clever because like you it makes sense right like you're right. like what could oh he catches like a falling glass you're like yeah oh, that's so cliche but it's like no they hate in that you know it's like this is in a safe neighborhood and he catches it but then peter also goes to catch it right right so it's so cool the way that they do that and so, and so it's, like, it's also like, somehow more impressive because like they both go for it, but he's the one that catches it, right? Like, like yeah. Spider-Man should have been the one to catch that in some way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's so crazy. Um, so, that, you know, I, I watched, I think, the first two seasons. Maybe a, I think, I'm pretty sure I watched season two. But I wasn't a huge fan. And even I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> right? Because he's right. nuts. Now, imagine that on the bridge. Dude, I oh would God. have lost my mind, right? Or any, you know, any of them, right? Um, but, yeah, so... Overall, I, I I really really liked it. Um, did you? I mean, just like, like I said, the action scene, like you know, the one on the bridge, it's neat, it's cool, right? There's big explosions, right? And there's like the fucking like he's destroying the cars and stuff. But compare that to the one in the apartment, and it just it just feels. And I'm sure it was much harder to do, but it feels like such much more like tangible, and it's like there, right? When Spider-Man's right. got the ship beat out of him, you're like, oh no! Even though he, in the scene on the bridge, you know those big uh, concrete pipes, you know? Yeah. He fucking gets rammed with one of those into a car, right? He's running, he's like, man, I got you! And he just fucking just like gets yeah. smashed up against the thing, right? And when that happens, you go, oh! Right? You just go, whoa, cool! He got yeah. hit, Oh, Spider-Man, right? he's strong. Oh, Spider-Man like... got hit, careful, man! <laughs> you know, but in the other one, when he's punching him, he just, or he like spine busters him through the floor, you're like, Jesus <laughs> fuck, man! Yeah. Like, oh my god! My man was so on, brutal. like, I texted you, I was like, I didn't know my man was trying out for fucking Monday Night Raw. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they even do, uh, I think they do one of the uh, Spider-Man PS4 moves, where he like flips him up into the air, and then in midair, like, turns around, and then like, webs down to smash him into the floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah. I, so overall, like, what did you think? Did you like it? Were you like, hey, it was a great Spider-Man movie? Because like, the more I, I, the more time I spent away from it, the more I'm like, I, 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 when it came out, I was like, wow, that was really good. And like I said last week, I was like, that was a five out of five, great moment for me. But I was like, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna be like, you know what? That was kind of like a try hard thing. Like, you know what? I'm not so hot, but that hasn't happened yet. I feel like I still look back and go, you know, that was super clever. Or like the way that this character came in it wasn't just a cameo they actually gave them things give him things to do you know it felt better and it hasn't really um gone down for me at all like so what did did you think yeah so i and and we talked a little bit about this i think it is a 10 out of 10 experience and enjoyment right Mm -hmm. Like, like if anybody was ever like do you think i should like go watch this movie i i feel like almost unanimously i'd be like yes of course you know what i mean yes Yes. but i do think it fails like somewhat as a movie on its own i feel like it went like hmm. you know we talked about in loki where like i feel like i feel like we talked about it with loki that like i think the ending maybe it wasn't the ending there were there were parts of it yeah it was the ending i felt like the ending didn't really get a, a solid conclusion like a like because it was servicing a greater story, right? And, like, we, mm-hmm. we sacrificed a little bit of this ending to give you more to go for later, right? This is weird because it's it's like they sacrificed some of... It's like the opposite, right? Instead of sacrificing the ending to get more to go for later, they sacrificed, like, some of just, like, the generic movie stuff to just give you, like, 
the ending, right? Like, like, like this yeah. is this is the Spider-Man movie, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like more so than anything else we've gotten. It's like this is the one. This is Spider-Man. Like, you know what I mean? Because like even before, you could have the arguments like, well, I like the Tobey Maguire one's better. Oh, I like the Andrew Garfield. Like this one's like, nah, this is just the one. It's got everybody. Right. <laughs> like, it's right. doing the whole fucking thing. Um, so I think like as a movie on its own, I think I would give it like an eight out of 10, but like, I would still recommend it like a 10 out of 10. And then I, I don't, I don't really know how to properly phrase that or if that even makes sense, but like, that's how I feel. Right. Is that like, I enjoyed it. Like I would, like I watched the fucking best movie I've ever watched in my life. Right. right. But like, I still feel like objectively I can sit back and look and be like, I think it like some of it just there's some scenes that fall, like feel a little weird. Um, but like, ultimately it doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Like I'm still just a hundred percent in it. Like, uh, the, the whole, oof, this is a big spoiler. So, uh, um, with that being said, with me saying this is a big spoiler, I feel like you probably know which moment I'm talking about. Mm, toward the end? Uh, no, right in the middle. Uh, near the spine busters oh somebody yes 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 Mm -hmm. so so that i hated that scene it all felt so forced to me like Mm -hmm. like it it, first of all like it was cartoonishly done in my opinion like to the point i was like like (laughs) it's it like i I was immersed enough that it didn't, but looking mm. now, it almost gives me a chuckle. Like, 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 like yeah. the wide, it's a wide view, and all of a sudden, just like, the, the moment happens. Mm. It's just such an awkward way to do that, right? Mm. There, there had to be a better way to make that happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The, the man's got bombs, and instead you were like, let's do it this way. Like, like... Yeah. It's like the fucking Joker getting hit by the taxi cab. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and then the, like it, that scene takes forever, which is fine because it's, it's a moment. But yeah. like the, like the, the thing happens and then we're just fine for like 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but wait, like the, the thing actually did happen the way you thought it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I see, I thought and I thought that for the back end of the movie until like the movie ended and I and sort of where he ends up and I was like, oh, that makes perfect like, or that makes sense to me or like I appreciated that and I, and I appreciated oh, I think the second they had time to from put it, I think they needed to put that in the movie. I just mm-hmm. feel like they did it in such a clunky manner. Like like I like I don't know. There just had to be a better, more, I I, I don't know like. In the article that you sent me from Phil Hulk, he talks about that as well. Like, it just, like, mm-hmm. we talk about the the famous catchphrase. We basically get, like, the not verbatim version of that, like, multiple times before this. And then we spit out the verbatim one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay, but, like, this should have just been the first time we heard that, right? We shouldn't have gotten right. the same message four times beforehand and then just got spoon-fed the one we wanted to hear. Um right. Stuff like that. So I, I think it. I think it's clunky and some of the stuff like that. But overall, I mean, you're going there to see a Spider-Man team up. You know what I mean? That's why right. we're there, uh, and it delivers on that on on all accounts. Um, 
Oh, the one thing I do want to say, and I feel like this is back to my like Willem Dafoe thing, where I feel like it's just his like. There's something about him being able to pull off that character and what he does. I think it's the one thing that personally, and I feel like most people don't feel this way. Tobey Maguire lacks a little bit is that like mm. some of his little like doofiness mm. doesn't come off as charming to me. Like sometimes I'm just like, no, you're just a doof. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I like his facial expressions. I'm just like, I don't know what you're going for here. Like, like I, I guess you're trying to look like a, like an adorable goofball, but like, I'm kind of just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And so, and I think I'm in the minority in that because people love Tobey Maguire um mm-hmm. in that role but like there are times where like it's like all three of them right it's andrew garfield tom holland Tommy mcguire having a heartfelt moment and like andrew garfield feels like you know what i mean like i i feel like depressed for him and then mm-hmm. like you get just like toby mcguire just like making this weird face and i'm like i don't really know what you're going for here <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm just not feeling it from you like it, i'm getting nothing um but like it's that level of, like, it's such a hard thing to pull off. And I personally don't feel like Tobey Maguire quite pulls it off as well as, like, Willem Dafoe pulls his thing off. And I feel like if I had to rank them, I'd probably rank Tobey Maguire a little lower on that scale of how good of an actor are they than Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I, I agree. I, I think he was, I don't know, it, it seems like the movie worked best when it was... I think he's the best Spider-Man when he's under... In, in those movies, in those in that tone from those Raimi movies, I think if you take him out, he's a little it, it doesn't work. And he, you know, he hasn't been acting for forever, so right. he's sort of like. And that's guy. another thing too. His chops may just be not as you know. He might be a little rusty, if nothing else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. He probably came back and was like, "Yeah, I want to do it. You know, let's do it." And he probably gave like you know like eighty or ninety percent. And and I did like his scenes toward the end, toward the very end. Um, and then. Um, I, I think Garfield makes a better fit in, like, as a Spider-Man in a variety of movies, whereas I think Toby probably just his. Yeah, um, I think and that's then, fair. Yeah, and then I think Garfield, the thing that sucks, I think, about him is that you can tell in these movies that... I don't, it he was, didn't do anything wrong. Like, those movies being terrible were not his fault. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like um, it's like seeing a really good quarterback in a shitty system, right? It's like seeing... Right. Like, and then you need to go somewhere else, and you're like... Oh, shit. I mean, it's not the same, but it's like a Ryan Tannehill, right? Where you right. like, shit in Miami. You're like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? And then he goes to Tennessee, and he's not great. I mean, you know, he's not great. He's not amazing. But you go, wow. Like, that was he, there the whole time. Right. He could... All right. If if he if he were to win a Super Bowl in Tennessee, I don't think it would be a fucking Trent Dilfer situation where, like, they won in spite of him. You know what I mean? It's like, right. nah, he's, he's, he's solid. Like, he's not exactly. great. He's not going to be the reason they won, but, like... He wasn't holding the team back, and they overcame it. You know what I mean? Um, and man, like the the thing, the difference is, and the reason why it sucks more. And I'm sure you know this. I'm not saying your analogy sucked or anything. Like when Ryan Tannehill goes to Tennessee, he can win and continue to do well there. We saw Andrew Garfield be a good Spider Man in a good Spider Man movie. And we're never going to see him again. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Like, they're not going to revive a separate Spider-Man series with him. So right, right. I mean, do you never know. Like a... Never see never, dude. They might, you know, I think these days, you know, there's, I think, I think before, like 10 to 15 years ago, you would have been like, audiences are going to get confused. But I think that the Game of 
thronesification of the general public where it's like, hey, keep up or you're going to get lost and we're not we're not staying behind to fucking, you know, yeah. make you catch up. I think people, I think you could easily be like, we're doing The Amazing Spider-Man 3 and it's Andrew Garfield and they do it and they get him like his own like team and maybe get like Feige to consult like just to put his touches on it. Mm-hmm. And I think people show up and they know that it's not Holland, right? And it's kind of like, um, you know, people look at the Miles Morales animated ones. And I know they're animated. I know people usually are able to separate the two. But I think people can go, oh, that's that. And then this is a different Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then later this year, they're going to have The Flash, right? Right. The, the movie version, finally, after like 10 years of them trying to do it. And it's going to have like Michael Keaton's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman and then a new Batgirl, no, a new Supergirl and then like different flashes and stuff. So it's like, I think 10 years, 10, like I said, 10, 15 years ago, you do that movie and people go, fuck, we fucked up. Nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to do it. But I think now they show that and instead of being like, I think the general public, instead of being like, what the fuck? What is this? I'm not going to go see that. They'll go, oh, it's a bunch of Batmans. Let me go look up what that means, right? Let me go look up why there's a bunch of them. So I think, you know, I think the general reaction has been that sort of like the the top three things about the movie that people have enjoyed have been like the Holland and MJ Zendaya love, um, like the the, the relationship, uh, Defoe's Goblin, and I think Garfield Spider-Man. I think those three things are like the ones that people come away with being like, that was really good. I really like that. That really stuck with me. So it wouldn't surprise me if off of that strength alone, Sony goes because they're such dumb idiots they'll be like huh you guys like that uh like like the gerbil you know pushing the button yeah. to get more food like oh, money yeah yeah yeah. We'll oh, do that. We'll do that. i was Spider-3. already thinking i was like are they gonna throw andrew garfield spider-man in the next venom movie <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like uh i wouldn't oh, yeah, be dude. surprised <laughs> no yeah like, and we can harness this <laughs> yes exactly we have all the oh, money yes we love money right <laughs> and they're not patient enough like like you know, oh yeah they'll Marvel fuck it up Disney. andrew garford will be in yet another shitty spider-man movie yeah because they they don't know like um i've said i can't remember if i said on here before but basically back in 2015 before age of ultron there was a bunch of things that i wanted in that in ultron that i was like they should have this this and this and this and they weren't in there and then i was like well that sucks and then some of them ended up, like, I think two of them that I always wanted was, like, because, you know, they, they, they joke about Cap picking up the hammer, right? And right. I was like, ooh, be so cool at the end if he picks it up and hits Ultron with it. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, that happens in Endgame. And then the other one was like, ooh, be so cool if at the end of Ultron, you know, he goes back to Peggy's house and her as an old lady and dances with her one last time as an old lady, right? Right. But, of course, they save that for the very, very end of Endgame, right? right. So, in those situations, Marvel was like, no, no, just let's hold on. We got time. Let's yeah. let's be patient. Like let's they they probably thought those when I did, but they were just like let's just wait, let's save them. Where I feel like Sony would have been like yes, put it in Ultron, <laughs> uh, uh, this that, uh, put Venom in there, put Gar- Gar- uh, Garfield in there. So and then Endgame would have, and then like Infinity War and Endgame would have had to be so ridiculous that they're like stupid. Now. You know what I mean? Exactly <laughs> right, right. And I think that that's the most important thing that Marvel has. It's just this patience to be like we don't have to show it all now. We can wait. Like there's no rush. Um. Whereas Sony does that. So I do think it would not surprise me, dude, if within the year they go, we're doing Amazing Spider-Man 3, and they'd probably name it, like, Amazing Spider-Man colon Rebirth or some shit like that. Like, yeah. some, like, or Amazing Spider-Man colon Resurgence or Renaissance or, like, Re- Returns or the Amazing Spider-Man Returns or something like that, you know? Yeah. That has a nice ring to it. 
<laughs> Get Sony on the phone. Uh, <laughs> and the returns you can see right now, it's like it's like that, it's like the uh, the the um, Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know if you ever saw the logo. It's like very like. Uh, Sort of like PlayStation-y, a little bit like less sleek. Yeah. Like the Amazing Spider-Man. And then the Returns is in like sort of like slash, like uh, sort of like talons. Yeah. And oh, except yeah, that it's, um, already. I don't it's know why. venomified, you know, it's like gooey. Yeah. You're like, boom. That, right there, dude. That's 150 mil opening weekend. <laughs> you put Andrew Garfield, Tom Hardy. Even if the movie ends up being trash, 150 mil opening weekend. Oh, did, did you see Venom 2 opened to like 90 mil? And like, I, it was totally okay it was totally okay right if you watch it you're like wow dude watch venom 2 and then watch this back to back and you go it's it's like apples and oranges basically it's the same type of movie but it's just like one team is just like just put it out there like let's just have fun and the other team is like no let's make a serious film you know yeah um did you watch the post credit scene for this one yes so i did see uh tom hardy if that's what you're asking yeah yeah so did you watch venom 2 i did not so at the end of venom 2 did i tell you the scene or maybe yeah yeah i don't know i don't remember if i did it here if i did it just like talking to you but anyway so i was so excited for that because they they, like transported him to like the the holland universe and i was like oh shit and like two or three movies we're gonna get hardy and venom people love those two we're gonna get you know and then at the end of this one they send him right back and i was like god damn it yeah i you know that's one of those like it kind of sucks but i feel like it's probably for the best right yeah um but i do feel like that's like a neat little way to introduce venom right because he leaves yeah. behind the little like what and so it's a like bit. that's it's like a decent way of just like leaving it behind you nod your head to the other franchise that's like popular and you know what mm-hmm. i mean like everybody's happy walking away from it or maybe not yeah. happy but you know what i mean like all right like cool at least there's something you know what i mean yeah um so yeah uh but anyways uh that's no way home i give it a 10 out of 10 uh sorry sorry we turned the whole fucking first fucking two-thirds mm-hmm. of this podcast into a no way home thing but uh it's it's an, it's the most important movie currently no uh, i mean it's huge i mean it, it was number one again this past weekend and it'll be number one well no not not this weekend because scream comes out this weekend but it'll continue to make a lot of money because there really isn't like that big like like i said last week like a big four quadrant quadrant like you know old people young people you know rich people poor people like anybody you can think of is gonna go see it there isn't really isn't that kind of movie until probably the batman and even that one's not as super family friendly as you would think yeah so it's gonna be big for a while so yeah. um but yeah all right so that's that uh is there mm-hmm. anything you would like to talk about having watched recently yeah yeah so i'll i, I watched the uh, four things and i'll rattle them off kind of like the the back end of um the one um last week actually i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about one and then i'll do the other three sort of like boom 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 um, and the one I, I'm trying to think of which one would have actually have stuff to talk about. Probably Hawkeye, since I, I guess that one's the one that people I, um, have. Um, you know, if they have Disney Plus, they'll watch it. But so the, the, the one that I actually want to dig into a little bit is uh, Hawkeye season one. Okay. Um, and it was it was pretty good. It was fine. I, I think um, in terms of just to rank all of the Dis- uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows so far, I probably put this one right below WandaVision, but not a lot. So it's still Loki, WandaVision, Loki, and then like a, a notch below WandaVision, and then a little bit below Hawkeye, and then like two or three notches below uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and it was it was fine. I mean, Renner is serviceable, but I think what his 
arc in this was didn't quite fit the rest of the show. The rest of the show is a little bit more vibrant, a little bit, you know, it has a, a spunky um, Kate Bishop Archer character, and it has a couple of other surprises that are a little bit young on the younger side. And Renner, I think the the arc that he has is that he's this sort of like rundown, um, sort of at the end of his of his time superhero trying to the shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that works if the other one is the other character is also a little bit too old for the shit, not literally starting. Um, but the, 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 it's fine. The action scenes, especially there's one, I think episode two or three, that's a chase. That's actually pretty good. And I was like, Oh damn, like this, this is actually pretty close to like movie scale. Um, but the rest of the show is pretty good. There's a, um, you know, a couple of characters show up. They're like, Oh damn, that they're, they're in this. They, they've been nominated for Oscars and they're in this. Holy shit. Um, and there's a big, big, uh, reveal at the end that was interesting and I'm, I'm glad they brought that character back but overall i think it's a good time um i think it's shorter than the other um mcu movie uh, shows this one's only six episodes um and it feels light but i don't think that's like nothing against it right like i I think what i've had to learn to deal what to do with these shows is to remember that these are tv stakes um, not movie stakes, right? Like this right. isn't the Game end of Thrones of... can have as high stakes as it wants because it's not. It, it's not. There's no movie version, right? Right. But like yeah. as long as there are movies in the MCU coming out, like the TV shows are going to have to be smaller in scale because you, if you're Disney, you don't want your fucking TV shows upstanding your your movies, right? Right, right. And I and I think I used to uh, so. I always, when Endgame came out, I said that the Avengers movies, you know, Avengers 1, Ultron, Infinity War, and then um, Endgame, and even Civil War a little bit, those were all, like, if you watch wrestling, those were all the pay-per-views, right? Where shit actually changed. The titles actually changed hands. Whereas all the individual movies are more like the weekly episodes of Raw and SmackDown. Where, yeah, you might have, like, tonight, we're going to have, you know, Brock Lesnar versus... JBL for the, the the WWE Championship, but it never actually changes hands, right? It always right. ends up with the guy retaining his title because you don't change hands on SmackDown. It just doesn't. You don't change titles. It just doesn't happen, right? Right. So that used to be. I used to say that when it was just the movies. Oh, but and it's shows... all about setting up storylines for big pay per views, right? You know what yeah, I mean? exactly, like... exactly. Yep, yeah. And so I feel like now that the shows are out, I feel like that's even more true. Where in the Avengers you're gonna get the big shit, but in the shows I have to remember to sort of calibrate my expectations and my enjoyment, right, to that level. Like, if I go, well, that was kind of an underwhelming finale f- action scene, I gotta remember, like, no, 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 that's big for a TV show. Like, that's like a, that, you know, that's, the, that would have been, like, the biggest budgeted thing on ABC 15 years ago, right? Right. So I have to remember to sort of temper my expectations to those scales and then also focus more on the characters and like what they show up and and what they do um i feel like i feel like a good way to explain that would be that um what they've basically done now in my opinion um Mm. is they have taken so before you had individual character movies and then like you said the pay-per-view so like Mm -hmm. in the individual character Mm -hmm. movies we're learning more about the characters and we're setting up storylines yeah and then we have the Avengers, which is a pay-per-view, and shit changes dramatically. And then we see how each character reacts to the shit that changed dramatically, how they move forward, and then we get Civil War. You know what I mean? And then, like, or yeah. Ultron or whatever. And then it's like, okay, shit changes dramatically. So I feel like what we got now is that I think the TV shows are just character movies, 
but for smaller scale characters. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I yeah, think those yeah, yeah. the TV shows achieve the same things that like Captain America one, Iron Man one, fucking Thor one. I feel like they achieve the same things those movies achieve, but they do it for characters like I don't know Hawkeye, fucking yeah. uh, uh, Loki, who is basically a side character. Scarlet, yep. which is probably the most important. Of all these characters, it seems maybe going mm. forward, but even still, she's not. She's not one of the Avengers. I mean, like I guess she is, but you know what I yeah. mean. Like, it, she's not one. And of she didn't the get her st- right, and she didn't get her start in the movies, right? Right, exactly. Um, like she went to she was movies show and then back to movies, right? Um, but you would never have a movie based on her, right? Or maybe right. you might now because of the show and the reaction and people. Right. You know, she she seemed to be a she seems to be a fan favorite from what I see on Twitter. And um, also with Falcon, you know what I mean? He's just like, yes, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Right? He's just like, you know, and I do think that that's, I think they nailed with Chris Evans. I think Anthony Mackie is lacking that little extra oomph. I think there's other characters that they've cast that I think would be better fits for him. Yeah. For Sam now, but that's a different discussion for a different time. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this is the perfect venue for that kind of character. I am wondering how many more, if they're going to do another season i think it's so interesting that you know both for loki and for this they've you know tw- i know it doesn't mean a lot but when they tweet about it they don't go series finale right they say season finale so oh, okay i i do think that they're going to make an effort to do another one of these um yeah and i'm interested to see where these shows go this year you know i think this year they got uh, miss marvel and she hulk and I think Moon Knight is this year. Yeah, Moon Knight this year. So I'm excited to see because all of those, the difference between the, this batch that we currently have now and those is that this batch now is all movie characters, you know, brought down right into TV. Then those are all TV characters who are eventually going to be pulled up into movies. Hopefully. So, yeah. So I'm excited to see how um, how that goes. But uh, yeah, Haw- Hawkeye, like I said, perfectly enjoyable. Not that long. Um it's worth your time, I think. You know, I, I definitely do think it's does, it's not going to change the world, but it is enjoyable. Does the uh, does the ending of Black Widow get a payoff that feels good in in Hawkeye? Uh, yes, okay. yes, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, that was one of those things. I was like, I saw it, and I was like, I'll be. I haven't watched Hawkeye. I just haven't gotten around to it. But like, mm. that was one of those things where I saw Black Widow, which I wasn't super crazy about. But, like, mm-hmm. at the end of it, I was like, I hope that pays off well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that post credit scene, I hope that comes into play aggressively. Um, yeah, it does. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um. Yeah, so I would say still, like I said, the ranking that I gave earlier, that's how I would watch it. Like, you know, if you don't watch, like, I would say definitely Loki is the best one, the, the most stylish one, the best looking one. And the one that I think is going to have the biggest ramifications mm-hmm. going forward. But I think, you know, Loki, or not Loki, WandaVision and, and um, Hawkeye are, are right there, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, the only other, th- oh, no, you have three more you wanted to rapid fire. Though, yeah, right? just, and then these I'll do rapid fire. So I also watched the final season of Pen15, which I, I talked about last year. Um, and it wrapped everything up perfectly. It's actually the second half of the second season. Um, and I think they were going to do more, but I think they were just like, let's just wrap it up. You know, they the, the, the two creators have like a bunch of shit lined up. And um, the show 
having it end on its own terms means that they can go out like exactly how they want. And it, it ends perfectly. So if you're a fan of the first season, first, I guess, season and then half a second season, definitely finish it up. Um, I watched uh, Licorice Pizza, the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 pretty good. It, it, it's not really much like a plot movie. It's like pretty much if he watched um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then was like, I want to make that. And then he made his own version of that without like violence, right? Without extreme violence. And mm-hmm. I think not even not as tight as that. Like It's just a bunch of little like vignettes where it's like, they're hanging out with this person, and then this part of the movie is about, you know, they get into, like, a political campaign, and then this part is, like, uh, they decide to sell waterbeds. So it's, it's, like, a bunch of, like, little different storylines sort of stitched together. Um, and and I, I thought it was really enjoyable, and it looks great. And then the last thing is the, the latest one I watched um, just last night was The Tragedy of Macbeth by um, director Joel Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers. Okay. And so his his brother Ethan took a little hiatus, kind of like the um, the Wachowskis. You mm-hmm. know, one of them decided to sit sit it out; they were just burnt out, and so they you know decided to let their um, sibling do something on their own. Anyway, so Joel Cohen does this one, and it's like the super like black and white, like super I'm gonna say minimalistic, stylized version of Macbeth, where it's like somebody said on Twitter that it looks like him and Kanye's house from when they were together, where it's like <laughs> these long hallways with like deep contrasting shadows and like big um expressionistic settings and stuff and um i've always liked macbeth as like a shakespeare play just because it's the one where i feel like a i can understand what's going on the most and the the motivations make sense sometimes i I, you know i've I've tried to watch adaptations of something like king lear and it's just hard i'm like wait so they are related and they know each other and like wait what so why doesn't he just go ahead and same thing with hamlet where i'm just like so this guy's just bitching and moaning about his uncle killing his dad the whole time why doesn't he do something it's been three hours for christ's sake (laughs) whereas macbeth i think this one's only an hour 45 and i think most versions of macbeth are between like an hour 45 and like two two and a half and it just gets to the point right like this dude wants power this dude's been given this prophecy boom 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 and that's why i i always prefer it and um it's great um denzel washington is awesome in it and you know you get these big soliloquies and he's up there acting his ass off and then um you get a bunch of like little characters show up or little actors show up like steven root and you go oh shit steven root or like um you know francis mcdormand and a couple of other characters who show up and you're like damn oh dude oh awesome um did you watch queen's gambit yes you know the kid like the guy who like his eyes are too close together he was in harry potter yeah he shows up and he's like tearing up you know like some soliloquies and some shakespeare shit and you're like fuck yeah dude killing it stuff so um that was um yeah that was was pretty good i i I don't think it's for everybody i think if you're a fan of shakespeare definitely watch it if you want to see just like actors just like tear up some shakespeare shit watch it um but you don't you know you don't you don't have to rush out um to see it um i was telling sydney on their way home because we were talking about you know because it's all you know shakespeare dialogue right it's like old english and stuff it is reduced and it's made as streamlined as possible by cohen but i think it's still shakespeare and i was telling her how it's kind of like when i watched the witch <clears throat> you know the, the one with um Anya Taylor Joy, the one where they're like in the old 1700s yeah. Connecticut or some shit, and they talk like then. I was telling her it was like that experience where like I I can't just listen, right? Like I have to listen and focus on what they're saying. I have to like it's not just like breathing, right? It's like thinking about breathing. And I was telling her that in both movies, as I was walking out, I felt myself tired from like like mentally tired because I have to like focus and like I know what they're saying, but I just have to like 
oh, really it think about what they're saying. That happens, it, uh, in my opinion, the very beginning of Game uh, Game of Thrones. Like, there's yes. like a little bit, you're like, all right, fuck, I gotta get used to, like, the way we're going to have dialogue, the way we're going to talk yes. about other mm-hmm. people. Um, yep. The other thing that, like, I feel like comes into play a lot is, like, it's weird, is, like, the vocabulary, which is to say, like, I know what all these words mean, but I damn sure don't use them often, and so, like, it's, like, that extra second of having to, like, rack your brain for a word you don't normally use, and then it's just, like, oh, we're using a bunch of them, and you're, like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> like, but the end, you're, like, oh, shit, all right, hold on, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I know how old English sounds, and I can understand a sentence, but, like, mm-hmm. you're hitting me with sentence after sentence for an hour 45. By the end of it, I'm like, fuck, all right. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm tired, right? Yeah. So, like, whenever um, you read the fucking Canterbury Tales, you're like, god damn, all right. <laughs> yeah, you get to, like... It's taking way longer than it's just... Yeah, yeah. It's like reading on a page, you got, and then you get to the bottom, you're like, wait, was I actually reading any of that? And you have to go back up mm-hmm. to the top. It's like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I enjoyed it. And I think I was... Um, I went with Sydney and a couple of friends, and I was telling them that I think... I would not have seen it if it was any longer. I think I saw, I was like, should I go see it? Should I go see it with them? Like, I'd asked them, and then I saw that it was like 145 or 147. And I was like, you know what? Goddamn, that is such a refreshing breath of fresh air that a movie is not two and a half goddamn hours long. Like, I don't know what's been going on with movies. I don't know who decided that all movies had to be 230, but it's insane, dude. Like, Eternals, House of Gucci, Don't Look Up, The Matrix Resurrections, No Way Home, um, uh, fuck, what is another one that I saw recently? A licorice, well, no, licorice pizza was like 213, so that's fine. Um, but literally all the movies recently, I'm like, why? Like, did people die editing these movies? Like, what, like, <laughs> what is going on? I, you know, because I, you know, I rewatched, um, <clears throat> Spider-Man's, right? The Spider-Man's? Yeah. And Spider-Man 1 clocks in at two hours and one minute. I'm like, and you got in, you you set up the story, you set up a hero, you set up the villain, you got in, got out, and made a great movie, right? Like, right. We, and you and then you go, okay, well, then Spider-Man 2, you know, it's bigger, it's the sequel, it must be longer. No, that shit is two hours and seven minutes long. So I'm like, like what are people doing these days? Like, I, It's so bizarre to me that people go, nobody has attention span these days, when they literally make us focus on movies for, like, longer than they've ever had before. And then um, Sydney and I watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, first time she'd seen it, first time I'd seen it in forever. And I probably would, I would have added it to the list, except we've talked about it, you know, during the action scenes and stuff before. But the thing, two hours, flat. Two yeah. hours flat. And I'm like, dude, and it's a perfect movie. It's a fucking perfect movie, and it's two hours flat. So, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go on a little rant there, but... I feel like what I happened saw... was is that Endgame came out, it was like fucking three hours or some shit like mm-hmm. that, right? And people were, and like, every director saw, I was like, well, hold on, that was still a massive success despite being three hours. We can, we don't have to trim as much. And it's like, they're the exception to the rule, all right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, not everybody's happy to see three hours. It's just, you know, when we're talking about three hours as a culmination of like 10 years, like, okay, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're a little more lenient on, on three hours. Exactly, exactly. And, but it's just like, oh, I don't know. It's just uh, like, and I think the biggest culprit or the biggest offend, uh, the one that made me go, like, like, even though I like it, I was like, movie, fuck you, was Don't Look Up. I'm like, why? <laughs> you're a comedy. You're a drama comedy. There's no world where you should be longer than two minutes, two hours and ten minutes. And 
and I don't like so like on Twitter people go you know well you know movies should be as long as they want I think people bitching about length should like you know not care about it as long as the movie's good and I don't think that's always right right you know you and I yeah. have talked about comedy shows the best comedy shows are the ones that get trimmed to 22 minutes because they refine and they, they sharpen it and I think having streamers say fucking like you make it as long as you want dulls the comedy because they make them 35 minutes and then you got 10 minutes of just stinkers or of, just shit that yeah or b jokes <laughs> right exactly like, those right. Aren't jokes aren't bad but like it, it you're putting more lulls between your big jokes you know what i mean like exactly the ones that fucking land right right and like you think you know if scorsese was making goodfellas now you think he would have make it three and a half hours long he would right just like the irishman but then Warner Brothers was like, no, cut some shit. Here's our notes. And he made a two hour and 20 minute fucking 10 out of 10 perfect masterpiece. Whereas The Irishman is a pretty good eight out of 10. Like, okay, we got it halfway through the movie. Like, you can speed it up a little bit. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Macbeth was an hour 45. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And it was good. And, you know, and bless him for it. And I'm good. I, um, <clears throat> I put in the the notes for next week. I'm going to try and go see Scream next Tuesday. It's an hour 52. Perfect. Ah, thank you, movie. Thank you. Yeah, I, I I don't have any interest in Scream because I haven't seen any of the other ones. So it's like, eh, I think I'm jumping in like Same thing with the Halloween movies, right? Like, I heard mm-hmm. those were good, but it's just like I haven't watched any Halloween movies. So mm-hmm. I'm just not invested the same way. Um, but Macbeth might be something i go watch uh because it's in theaters right so yeah mm-hmm. um yep. that's a good one because like there are things that like all right so for example spider-man no way home there are times where i totally could have just went and watched that by myself but i knew my wife wanted to watch it also you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like i didn't take those opportunities but yeah. she ain't gonna give a shit about Macbeth, and so like that, <laughs> that may be a good one for me to go see on my own if i'm actually interested yeah. Um, yeah, and like I said, there ain't shit in theaters between now and you know, March. So, uh, excuse me, sir. I just uh, checked uh, the Cinemark in Asheboro to uh, to see if they had Macbeth, which they don't, obviously. Mm. Um, uh, but they do have American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have you know that that one is a real uh, fucking winner. Uh, why should I give you the keys to this offense? <laughs> <laughs> shut up mike marks oh shit um the only other thing i want to talk about very briefly uh mm-hmm. we'll talk about the college football playoffs but uh right before that um persona 5 playing a little more of that i oh, had yeah. mm-hmm. such a tremendous difficulty spike that i hit all of a sudden and i am devastated i am getting absolutely shit on and yesterday I was playing for like an hour, hour and a half. I was going through this dungeon, right? And the mm-hmm. thing is, every other, I've done two of these dungeons before, right? Like, the very first one's the easiest, obviously, because it's the first one you get to. And it's like, they have safe rooms where you can save. And if you die in the dungeon, you respawn at the last time you went to a safe room. So, like, each, each place is separated into, like, two halves um like you find a map for the first half then you get to the end of it you find a map for the second half so mm-hmm. there in the first one there's like two or three safe rooms in the first half two or three safe rooms in the second half in the second one there's like two safe rooms in the first half two safe rooms in the second half 
the difference is that they're all super linear, right? You're like, uh, there's very clearly, I mean, there's areas where you can go explore a little bit, but like the path from like point A to point B being halfway and point C being the end, it's like clear cut. You you walk straight through here, you, you get to it, and all right, now you're in the second half. Mm-hmm. The dungeon I'm at now is more like a maze in which it's, well, I guess not a maze, but it's like interconnected. So like, Point A and point B are, like, two rooms apart. But the difference is, is, like, there are security measures in these two rooms. So you go to point E on one side, point G on the other side to disable the security measures. You you loop around through a vent to land in this room, and then you're, you're like, one room over, but you had to do a whole bunch of nonsense to get there, right? Mm-hmm. There is one safe room in the whole first half. So I did an hour and a half, and I'm expecting another safe room to pop up, and, like, it never does. And I have the thought to myself at, like, an hour in. I'm like, should I backtrack, like, this way to get back to the safe room and save? And I was like, nah, I'm going through this pretty good. Like, I- I've got a good pace. Everything's going smooth. I was like, I should be fine. I should be coming up to a safe room soon anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Safe room never comes. Hour and a half comes. There's a there's mm-hmm. always a boss between the two halves. I... I fight the boss because I I I feel competently prepared. Dead hour and a half oh, gone. No. Vomit like I am bro. I didn't even get the game over screen yet. I was like PS4 or PS5 rest mode. Don't talk to me. Like I just walked out. I walked like all my gaming stuff is in its own little room. Bro, I rest turned off the tv turned off the light walked out didn't even get the game over screen yet i was like yo fuck this game (laughs) dude this um it's it's kind of like you know when i was a kid and you would play your your game boy and you'd be you forget to say pokemon i mean i only ever played pokemon but i'd be like and then the little red light because they didn't give you any notice it was just like just make sure if they if you were outside you couldn't play it because the light was just so dim that if the sun blocked it you just couldn't see it right right so all of a sudden the light just goes and your just shit just turns off so if you haven't saved in like an hour it's all lost and that happened like twice to me where i like played for so long i forgot to save and then i was like oh fuck and same thing as even as a kid you just go I'm just going to put this down for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was having so much fun, and guess who's not having fun anymore? <laughs> yeah. Guess who's holding the hour and a half of fun I just had? Shit on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get shit on. Because, yeah, dude, I was... And what's awful is I saw it coming. Like, I was in the fight. or No, I, I started the fight, and I was like, all right, every fight before this has been, like, one big guy, and then, like, two or three smaller guys that I've already seen a few times up to this point, right? Mm-hmm. This boss fight was one guy and then two other smaller guys that were also visually and clearly stronger than everything I've been fighting. So it was three things that were all stronger than everything else I've been fighting. I looked at it, I was like, oh, I'm in for a bad time. Like, like I instantly was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not prepared. And it's fucked up because you get the... In this game, just like every other RPG, you get the little, like, are you sure you're ready? And, you're, like, like when you go to wake up fucking Snorlax with the pokey flute, it's like, are you sure you want to do this? And you're like, yes, sir. <laughs> and you fucking generally just get fucking mollywopped by Snorlax the first time. And you're like, all right, next time I got to be more careful. Um, this time it's like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, I've been rocking through here. Those three enemies showed up. I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Um, fuck. And, and then, like... 
I had my turn with all of my people, and I did not do any real substantial damage or set myself up well. And I was just like, how bad is this going to get? And, like, Ooh. in that one turn, it was like, <laughs> dead. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it just, like, it, everything turned so fast, right? And But, like, I still saw it coming. It wasn't like all of a sudden one enemy did one move that, like, I didn't expect. And just, like, they just, I saw them, they were different. Uh, they just straight up fucked me up. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, no. I'm, and, like, halfway through my set of turns, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to lose this hour and a half. <laughs> Ah, they got me. Mm. Ah, bro, they fucking... the worst. They fucking oh. grabbed me by my ankles, turned me upside down, and fucking shook out my lunch money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then you're just like, I'm just going to go home this week. <laughs> I just went home hungry. You know? I hated you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Jesus. But yeah, that's that's Persona 5. Um, I will be playing it again probably tomorrow. Uh, but it, it just fucking it hurt me. It, like, oh. it... it I gotta, I gotta show a prosecutor where the game hurt me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like I said, it's just like that worst feeling, like that not saving one. Like I think, yeah, I mean, you know, the auto save feature that has made its way into video games, you know, the last ten, fifteen years. Like it, so many controllers have been saved from that. By That's that the thing, though, is that like it has saved so many controllers and so much heartache. But I think you've, I think people have lost a little bit of like. I think games have lost some of their something that makes games games. You know what I mean? Like I feel like mm-hmm. they've lost something in the process, which is that like while those moments are horribly depressing, right? It adds to your general experience, I think, because then when you finally you're like, "Fuck, I just lost an hour and a half." But then when you come back to it, you you prepare more, you take things more cautiously, you you do things correctly you feel much better. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I fucking did it this time. And I think you lose that a lot in some of these games where it auto-saves all the time because you're just like, you die, and you're like, all right, I'm back. Like, right back in the same position I was before. I'm still good. Um, the first game where I felt it was a problem personally, like, I remember the moment it happened, I was like, I don't feel good about this, it was actually the first Bioshock. I remember the first time I died in Bioshock, spawning back in in one of those little, like, containers... Mm-hmm. And yep, then yep. walking out, and the enemy was still missing health. I was like, "Well, this just kind of feels cheap." Like, like, like right. I can just yes, come yes. here, fight this thing, and die as many times as I want to, and I'll eventually get past it, even if I'm terrible, right? Like, like right. you could you be the away. worst place to ever play Bioshock, and you would still get past this fight because eventually you just throw enough bodies at it, and you're good. You know what I mean? Like, right. it takes away that little bit of like I conquered it to just be like, "Yeah, you'll get through it eventually." And I think games lose a little bit of that with the the constant autosave. Um, so while I do feel horrible, I do think it was a nice little breath of fresh air to be like, oh, my actions have consequences. I chose. <laughs> I and it makes it worse that I had the thought. Like like I said, at like one hour in, I was like, do I need to backtrack and go get that safe room because I've been at it for a minute? And I was like, no, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that's that. Um, so you want to talk about the college playoff championship briefly? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, we talked about it last week where we were giving our predictions, um, and so the game happened. And did you? I can't remember who we said. Did you say you said Georgia, right? Or I said Georgia. I wanted Alabama to win. Yeah, 
I think I said Georgia. You did. I think I said Alabama was going to win, but I was like, I want Georgia to win. Um, and then ultimately, that's what happened. Georgia won, yeah. um, which was kind of surprising. Did you get a chance to watch any of the game? I didn't watch all? the game, but I went back and looked at the box score, and I was I was surprised just looking at the box score because it looked like Alabama was up all game, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, at halftime it was nine six, and it was when I, I watched probably the first quarter and some change, and then I kind of put. The most of the game on my phone while I was on my PS5, just like kind of in the ESPN app, and then I, um, you know, had that running and like peeked down and look, but then I didn't really watch until the last like five minutes, like watch, watch, and so at halftime it was nine six, and then you're like, okay, like you know, George is in there and they've been able to hold him to field goals. But like something's gonna break, right? That's you always right. get that, especially with a close game. You're like, all right, one of these teams is gonna score, and then that's gonna be it. Like that, it's gonna be curtains, and like that's 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 it, right? Um, and then in the third quarter, um, the quarterback for Georgia had this weird fumble where he like he got hit or he like got spun around and like threw it into the air, and it looked like it was gonna go out of bounds, but a uh, Alabama player caught it, like, got two feet in at the last second, right? And then at that point. Alabama, the running back, gets, like, 10 yards a pop, like, driving down. And that's when you feel it, right? You go, here it is, like, game over. Right. And they broke them. But they get held again, or they get punt, or they get held to a field goal. And you're like, oh, okay. All right, well, it's not over yet. And I think it ended up being where Alabama was up by five uh, with a little bit, you know, late in the third. And then you're like, that's it. It's over, right? Like five points this late, no way. Yeah, it looks like Alabama went up five with 10 minutes left in the fourth. Yeah. Especially for like, a game that's been a dogfight up until that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Georgia had a fucking bomb touchdown on a free play. And then they scored again. And then they got a pick six to end it. And it was just like, it happened so fast. And you just kind of, every time you thought that Alabama was going to either come back or make a stop or something, they just didn't. And every time you thought, oh, Georgia's going to blow it here, they also didn't. They ended up, like, you know, getting a good drive going, scoring getting that big pick six at the end and then like holding that last bit of lead um and so it's just interesting that they won i guess right. <laughs> because yeah. in all the other situations where it hasn't been a godly quarterback like deshaun watson or, or um um what's his name lawrence uh, lawrence um trevor lawrence trevor lawrence you know these guys who are like top round picks those guys are able to beat Alabama, right? But every time that it's been just like an average quarterback, literally earlier this season, they've blown the doors off of him. So, um, yeah, it was just weird to see them lose a game that they have won literally my entire life of watching college football. Right. They have, they have such a precedence of being able to, to do that, and it's just like, what? Yeah. Give mm-hmm. the old fucking Tim Allen home improvement sound because I'm an asshole. But, like, that, <laughs> that, that level of confusion. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they're not going anywhere, you know, because Bryce Young will be there next year. I think they, I he's not a true freshman. He's just, he's like a redshirt freshman, so he has one more year that he can, you know, hypothetically play. Um, and the, the dude fucking won a Heisman. So it's like, they'll be fine. They'll be more than fine next right. year. Um, but yeah, it's cool. And they're nice for Georgia fans. You know, they, they finally get the monkey off their back. And like I said, you know, if they didn't, that monkey would be the size of King Kong. Yeah. So I'm glad <laughs> that they didn't. Um, 
because they were showing all of the like you know the previous five meetings in Georgia and Alabama before the show and like the pregame show and it was literally like Alabama wins like thirty to fifteen Alabama wins in overtime Alabama wins like forty five to twenty and it's like Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah so I mean yeah I, Georgia won that's uh, it, it's awesome it's nice to um, as much as I said like I you know I, I almost just want to see like how great can great be. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize it had been that long since Georgia had won a title. Um, I think yeah. it, I feel like it's in like 50 years. Yeah. I think it's like the eighties or the seventies or something. I feel like, it's just... and maybe I just didn't feel that way because like they've resurged and been good for like, you know, they've been getting into the playoffs kind of frequently. So I just didn't realize that like it had been that long since they actually won the championship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you just kind of assume that, you know, every SEC team in the last, like, 20 or 30 years got, like, lucky a year, right? Like, right. you go, oh, Peyton Manning, when he was at Tennessee, they, they won one, right? And, like, or, like, well, they won one the year after, right? Or, like, oh, Eli Manning, he when he was at Ole Miss, they must have, like, won one, right? Like, but they didn't, right? So you just kind of assume that every SEC team had at least, like, one or two years of, like, true brilliance, right? Because you right. had, like, uh, Florida in the, in the late 2010s, right? They won two, and... You, know, you got Alabama, and you got um, LSU and had one in, you know, seven. Yeah, Auburn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you kind of assumed, you kind of think that, oh, you know, Georgia, probably, what, like 2002, 2003? But then you go, nope, like the 70s or 80s. And you go, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it's good enough to get, like, a little change there. So I'm, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad about it. No, yeah, yeah. And it was and, and mo- most importantly, what I wanted was – a close game because I remember watching. I mean, you and I had talked about the, um, you know, last week we talked about the, the playoff games on New Year's Eve and those fucking stank. You know, they yeah, they were both just shitty shootout or shitty. You know, just a team basically being dominating, dominating the other the whole time. So like, I'm glad that this one was close, and then eventually you know it became a little bit more high scoring toward the end. Yeah. So um, the last thing we'll touch on before we end this is just super quick. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming NFL playoffs, right? Yes. And yeah, yeah. I so, said I said I didn't feel bad about Georgia winning the title. So there wasn't anything I'd be you know mad at or anything. If the Cowboys lose to Jimmy Garoppolo, I would be furious. I'd be very sad. I so <laughs> I will yeah be so very upset. Yeah. So I talked about and, and if you're listening to this, you already know the results. So you're either like, Oh, these guys had nothing to worry about or you're like, My god my goodness, I should text them immediately. You're like, I can't wait till next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm so sorry. Uh, right. Um, so I, I you know, we, like I said last week, you know, I wanted to get out like the preview sort of you know, out so that it would line up with it. And I didn't really want to do like a week to week thing because it always ends up being, you know, a week late, maybe not until the Super Bowl. Um, but because, you know, this is the week, the start of the week, and I do feel extra anxious about it this week. Um, I wanted to touch on it, especially with us, you know, both being Cowboys fans. I wanted to do kind of like, you know, the people waving at the ship as it leaves the dock, right? Yeah. Like, all right, good luck. Au revoir. Good luck. <laughs> Have fun. Um, I, um, was talking to Sydney earlier this week when they released it. I guess, well, Sunday night when they released the Times, and I was telling her, I was like, I kind of wish it would have been Saturday, man, because, like, if they lose Saturday, like, people kind of forget about it by Sunday, but if it's, like, Sunday at 4, everybody's watching it, right? Yeah. And it's just, like, I, I can't do it. I was telling oh, her, I was like, if we I, lose I, Sunday at 4.30 going into work the next day? Like, oh. uh, I told her, I was like, I, I, I already don't want to. I, I, told, I was like, I'm literally almost kind of, 
sad that they made the playoffs because because <laughs> I don't want to hear it. If we I don't, don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it. Like I was saying, I was like, especially if it's like because it's like one. I was telling, I was like, it's one thing if we like sneak in like the Steelers, right? Like we right. like fucking like belly flop in, slide in, grab the hat as the door closes, like Indiana Jones, right? Like <laughs> it's one thing, right? But it's a completely another thing if we have like literally probably the top five best one of the top five best offenses in team history right right like motherfucker we've dropped 250 burgers on teams right i'm sure one of them was mostly you know reserves but still you know we were dropping 35 and 40 burgers on people and you know dak broke the team uh touchdown record and we had you know uh, micah parsons going nuts and sacks and trayvon Diggs getting all these picks and you know yeah everybody going nuts and stuff for us to lose in the first round, it would just be, it would just be so devastating. Because I was telling her, I was like, because she, we, we were dating when we made the playoffs last in 2018, and that team, I think we got in on 10 and six, and it was, it was when we traded for Amari Cooper, and he kind of turned our season around a little bit, and you know, we, we, I think we won, the, we beat the Seahawks that game, I think by two, I think it was like 24 to 22, if I remember correctly, or something like that, and then we lost to the Rams, who we went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was sad when they lost to the Rams, but I was also like, you know what? Well, you know, the Rams are really fucking good, and we're fine. Right. But then I look back at this team, and I'm like, dude, the defense is really good, and this offense is really good, and I just, if we lose week well, we've one, we've also man, had some real fucking clunkers. Yeah, fucking where, like, clunkers, our offense, man. there's been we some times the Broncos, where our offense bro. has scored points and, like, put up a decent number of points, but it looked bad the whole game. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. the least confident I've been in an offense of ours that looks this good, if that makes right, sense. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. Because even 2014, I was like, dude, the defense is solid enough, but the offense will run it down your fucking throat at will, right? Yeah. Even 20, 2016, right? But that was, you know, we went up against Aaron Rodgers, which sucks. But even then, right, it's like the, 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 that team, 2016, we're getting five and a half yards a pop, and there ain't shit you can do about it. Right. The weirdest thing is that, like, I feel like the analytics love Dak Prescott so much, right? Mm-hmm. I feel for another quarterback that has also won nothing, and again, we've talked about him a million times, I felt so much more confident with Tony Romo than I do with Dak Prescott. Like, like Tony Romo, yeah. I felt so good about any, like... I know people gave him shit for being a choke artist because he would throw picks late in the fourth quarter. But, like, my response to this was like, well, yeah, when you're down, every your defense never makes a stop. You're always going to be in a position where, like, this drive is either going to win us the game or it is going to lose us the game. <laughs> yeah, and more often than not, he won us the game. Right, and, and, and so, and like, if you're... all those fourth quarter comebacks, like, just immaculate drives in two and a half minutes, two minutes, yeah. like... I just don't have that same faith in Dak. And so, like, even going into the playoffs, I'm just a little more uneasy, right? I'm like, right. Like, Zeke isn't, like, quite Zeke. Dak isn't quite Dak. And, uh, I just yeah. don't know. And, um, yeah, and I think and even some of those picks, you look at them. I remember one, we opened up the season on 9-11-11 against Darrell Revis and the Jets. And fucking Tony Romo throws a pass to the right side of the field if i remember correctly it might be a different game that like goes off of people's feet or like it, it, it goes off like a hand <laughs> right. and the motherfucker picks it off and it picks, i think Jerome revis is a pick six and i was like i remember being like dude like what is this odd and i remember one heat we were playing the panthers it literally goes off jason witten's foot and does a pick six. right and i was like dude like what <laughs> 
Right, you're like I. They were not supposed to win this. Like, like I, like, like as much as we just tried, like God intervened and he was like, no, absolutely not. Like, Let me see if I can see it. Yeah, they're down. They're tied. He throws it on the right, and he just throws it. Yeah, he just throws it to Revis, and he's like, fuck, dude. Like, what are the odds? Right. Yeah, it's just fucking rough. But anyways, this is like, and it's another funny thing. Uh, quickly, is that like. My dad was talking to me earlier in the year, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, I didn't I didn't disagree with him, but I was just like, I don't know that it really makes as big a deal for me. Which is that, like, but now that I'm looking at the records at the end of the year, it, it has solidified for me. Which is that, like, the extra game fucked me up. Because, like, I the Cowboys are 12-5. and five, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like I, I know what eleven and five feels like versus twelve and four. I was and gonna the, say, are you, I was like, are you like me? Where like you look at those numbers and having seen those numbers for so long, your mind sort of goes like sort of instinctually makes like tears, right? Right. Of like, like a twelve team and four goodness. team. All right. So like, to me, like twelve and four and eleven and five is like a gap. Right? Yes. Like yes. Like mm-hmm. to me, nine and seven, ten and six, and eleven and five. We're all teams that were kind of close, but once you hit twelve and four, to me, you're, you're like, like oh, we're yes. like elite. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. Like, and yeah. so like twelve, like I see twelve and five, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, exactly. Nope. Yep. And I the, totally and the, agree. And the totally Niners agree. are ten and seven. I'm like, oh, what the fuck does that mean? Like, is that ten is and that four? Good? Is that nine and five? Nine and fuck. five. <laughs> exactly, dude. I feel the exact same way because I, you know, like like I said, you know, years and years of watching it. You get like if you get twelve and, or fourteen and two or fifteen and one, you were like cream of the cream of the crop. Like you had like one of the best teams like of all time, right? Right. What is thirteen and four? Thirteen. Exactly. Right. Ugh. Exactly. It's like you like because even thirteen and three is like pretty good, and we were thirteen and three in twenty sixteen, and I and felt I great. Felt great, and we were twelve and four in twenty fourteen. And I was like, damn, like, all right, we're cooking. Now we're cooking with oil. We were two thousand. We were in 2007. We were 13 and 3 then, too. I was like, mm, we're fucking cooking, right? And the year before, when we went to the playoffs with Romo and he fumbled the snap, we were 10 and 6, I think, or 9 and 7. And it's like, well, like, it's kind of like um, 2018, like I said just a couple minutes ago. 10 and 6. And you go, mm, like, that's, you know, that's solid. We, we won in because we, we got in because we, we won the division. And it's, like, good, but it's, like, not great. You never look at a 10 and 16 that makes a playoff and be like, they shouldn't have been there. But, like, you de- you're definitely not like, ooh, we're worried about that team coming in. <laughs> right, exactly. And if you and if they do somehow make it to the playoffs, it's because they got hot, right? It's, like, the, right. the, the 11 Packers or the 07 Giants, right, where these guys are the, I think, the Ravens a couple of, one of those years where it's, like, whoa, they just caught fire at the right time. Yeah, Joe Flacco, the what year they won the Super Bowl. They, I yeah. think they were, like, 9 and 7 going in. Exactly. And it's, like, yeah. they just fucking caught fire at the right time and pushed all the way through but yeah no, I, I totally agree i, I don't totally know what agree. 10 and 7 means i don't know what yeah. the fuck that means are they good are they bad? i don't know like, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah you're, you're totally right about 12 and 5 it's gonna take i mean literally decades of me watching football and having these numbers uh calcified into my brain as to meaning certain things right right um sort of changes your mind because if, if you lose in the first round at 11 and 5 you're like eh but if you lose in the first round at 12 and 4 you're like fuck that's a fucking blunder dude you yeah, know what i'm saying like goofy. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like yeah but um but yeah so yeah good luck cowboys farewell i will be li- I, i'm going so i listen to the episode when it drops every episode that it, in every morning right. so that i can do like the post and i and i like listening to it and seeing you know sort of if we made any mistakes or if you said anything um if we lose, so, you're not. You're just gonna stop the I'm episode like this. ten minutes ago. 
But if I, we win, I'm going to be like, oh, you, you naive boy, you didn't have to worry. We're here. We're still in the divisional round. We're, tra- we're going to, we're going to uh, um, Tampa Bay, you know, get some yeah. sunscreen. We're going to fuck up Tom Brady. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know what we should have done is we should have recorded two versions of this. We're like, one, it's like, I can't <laughs> believe we lost. I fucking hate this. Suicidal yeah. ever was in, in, in the building. And it's like, I can't. This fucking sucks, man. Right. Um, or when were we like, I can't, you know, I never talk had a bad shit. Talk <laughs> shit. I was talking to, I went, I just got uh, my haircut today and I was talking to my barber and he's, um, you know, I've been going to him for almost 10 years now and every, every fall it's like, eh, you know, we'll see how the Cowboys do. And every fall they'll let me down. You know, he was there with me in 2016 when they fucking blundered it and stuff. And so today I was telling him, he's like, so what are you thinking? And I was like, well, dude, like I told you all season, I've been telling him all season. I was like, look. I'm from 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 week one where we almost beat the Bucks. I knew it was something there, right? I knew it was like, ooh, this is like a pretty good team for us to even come back after being down against the defending champions. I felt pretty good, and so I told him I was like, look, I'm gonna talk my shit every week, but just that week because I'm gonna enjoy that week, right? Right. So when I think I remember telling you when we beat the Panthers, I was like, hmm. Y'all are fans of a shit team? Couldn't be me. Mm, my God. Fuck y'all. Y'all are dumb. Y'all are wasting your time watching these fucking bums. I can't mm. believe y'all are making me watch the Panthers at 1 o'clock. These fucking trash-ass oh, Panthers, they suck. I remember and like so, two or three weeks later after they continued to lose, you're like, we broke the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We fucking broke the Panthers. Pussies. Um, and so um, I was telling him, I was like, you know, every week I was like, you know, taking it one week at a time, enjoying it because I knew that in the playoffs, you can't were gonna do crush that. me. You can't. You were gonna crush me, right? <laughs> and so now it's now I feel I like I've made too many enemies this, <laughs> this <laughs> season. I feel like that. Looked scene, around the room, we're like, man, everybody's staring at me. <laughs> uh, I I feel like that scene in. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, when at the end after he gets arrested, he's like, you know, it's just like the old man Mad Max said. The chickens have have come home to roost, whatever the fuck that means. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so now I was like, that I'm so fucked. <laughs> yeah, God, if we don't win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna be, like uh, we had to at least get to the conference. Conference. Game, you know? That's what I told him. Yep, that's what I told him. Yeah, that's what I told him today. I was like, you know what? Conference, conference championship. I'll feel fine if we lose. Then you go. You know what? That still looks good. But if we lose in the first round or the second round? Dude, even the second round, I'll be fine. You know, it sucks, but it's like, you know, nobody looks back at 2018 and goes, well, you know, they made it to the division round. That sucks. They just kind of go, yeah, you know, they won one and then they ran into the buzzsaw that was the Rams, right? So it's right. like, uh, and uh, even 2014, right? We beat the we beat the Lions and then a week later we lost to the Packers. Or I don't know. The Packers won hurt. One. The Packers won, I feel like, did not feel good. Well, wait, um, which one? The so, fucking which one? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> fucking Aaron Rodgers. The discarded one. Uh, the discarded Yeah, guess that one. Yes, yes, because that's like an all-time team, right? Dude, like, and it's just like. That shit felt like poison yeah, in my body. That was terrible. <laughs> right. And so, like, but but when you lose, it, it sucks that you lost, but you don't go, we should have, you go, we should have won, but it, it feels different than 2016, right? Because 2016, we run into that team, and then they get down big, and then they just blow it. And you just go, that's a wasted season, because you, like had all this stuff and then you just get upset right right whereas 2014 like you run into you go up you go up to green bay you almost win but you go damn that really stings but it's like you know what it happens in sports right whereas 2016 you just go you 
fucking losers blew it, man. <laughs> right. And then in 2018, you go, same thing with 2014. You just go, you know what? Like, we beat the Seahawks. It's a good team. We ran into LA. Only lost by eight. It is what it is, right? Right. And so now I don't. I don't know. Now, yeah, it was I, supposed to be I, a quick little finale, I, but now I feel like I've run through like the ten stages of grief or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think the problem is is that I think it starts to feel bad, no matter what, if it because it's happened so many times, right? Like, like out of all the teams we fielded, you're telling me we haven't made it to the conference championships once? Yeah, or you know, right. what I mean? it's like God damn. Yeah. Yeah. All the losses, of it, and then in twenty in two thousand seven, when they were thirteen and three, and they lost to the Giants, same thing. You just go, dude, like just a wasted year, right? And then a couple <laughs> of years later, they made the playoffs in two thousand ten, beat the Eagles, and you go, yeah, okay, good. It wasn't a great team, but you go, all right, solid. Yeah. And then they lost to the Brett Favre Vikings, but they got destroyed. It was like forty to three or forty to ten or something, right? Um, and that's when we go. It's like you know, it, it seems like the losses are either like, well. I'll take it. Or they're like, dude, you fucking losers just, like, blew it, man. Yeah. It's never like, well, you know, we ran into, you know, the 2015. Yeah, we're somehow never the fucking, the, like, we're never, like, the the nine, the nine, we're never the Steelers or, like, the right. Raiders. We're like, we're just happy to be here. And, you know, if we win a game, that's great. We did way better than expected. It's always like, we should go further. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Especially 2014. Yeah, but but yeah, so we'll see. Um, the yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah. You know, I, I just feel like the season went by so fast, and I enjoyed yeah. the wins, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, fuck you." We dropped forty on your head, like kiss my ass. But then now it's um. I, now you're I, feeling I like Keanu Reeves after you're fucking excommunicado. Like, oh. <laughs> I didn't make amends. I'm running down the street and everybody's getting phone calls. All the hobos are getting phone calls. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the, the only other thing I want to say is I feel like everybody was telling me how the NFC East was the worst division in football, right? And even yeah. I felt that way for a short period of time. But then, like, can I really feel that way if we have one of the wild card spots? Right, exactly. We had two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the Eagles. <laughs> and somebody was uh, somebody was like, "Are the Eagles good?" And I was like, "Well, dude, like they apparently they run it and they made the playoffs. So like, <laughs> right, that's I all mean, I know." Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to the Colts and Carson Wentz. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! Suck my whole dick dry. You lost uh, to the fucking Jags to lose. Oh my you god! Bums. And you bums. You went and you're in and you blew it. Yeah, you had a fucking, you had like one of the MVP favorites, you fucking blew it because Carson Wentz is a fucking <laughs> show. Remember when they were trying to tell me that Carson Wentz might be better than Dak? You can lick my asshole. Oh, no, God yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although he, he looked fine. Oh, this is the thing, is that he looked good in games where it didn't, he didn't need to be. But when right. he was Kirk Cousins 2.0, you know, when <laughs> yeah, the rubber exactly. hits the road and you got to make the play, they shrivel up. So... I had a, I remember Bucky. I had a friend who's a, a Vikings fan, and mm-hmm. I think it was last year he sent me a uh, a meme, and it was fucking it's fucking in a it's a cartoon it's a Minnesota Vikings outfit. It's like I'm ants in my eyes, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was like, that's uh. perfect. Um, I can't see because there's so many ants. In my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God. But right. um, that's God the episode speed, for Cowboys, yeah. and that's the Cowboys. Shout out! Uh, we're winning the fucking Super Bowl, clearly. Um, but, 
But uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at TMoneyBags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast directly at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us directly, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.